You're listening to episode two of Can You Imagine, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of hope, confidence, and action in Winnipeg youth. Today, Roger and I will be chatting with former Bison athlete, Constable Jordan DePap of the Winnipeg Police Service. I didn't know night was the same. And I think I was learning as much as the kids were, to be honest. By the principal of Malby School, Peter Correa, and Can You Lead teacher, Nicole North. And their faces just light up because it's like a Christmas morning type thing to look in the bag and go, what are we meeting today, yeah. you know? Welcome back to Can You Imagine, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of hope, confidence, and action in Winnipeg youth. My name's Daniel Reimer, and as always, I'm joined by the founder and executive director of Can You Canada, Roger Barrington. How are you doing, Roger? Oh, Daniel, I'm doing great. Thanks uh, thanks for organizing all this again today, and a shout out to our production team, Taryn and Redick, for hosting us and doing all the great work behind the scenes. It's fantastic. It's uh, professional quality, and uh, they've donated their time, expertise, and their resources to making this possible. I don't think this would happen without oh, them. Yeah, it's awesome. And I'm and Daniel, I'm really looking forward to this episode, this uh, holiday version, and uh, discussing some important issues and, and some important milestones in the history of CanU. So uh, it's going to be a great episode. Yeah, so today we're going to be specifically focusing on some of the uh, nutritional aspects of CanU. CanU started with one of its core principles being nutrition, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, back when we started CanU, we we knew that uh, you know nutrition is a big piece of the puzzle for healthy children, and um, so right from that first pilot year, we had three founding programs, and one of them was nutrition and. The stories are, you know, pretty interesting of how we were able to uh, get access to the what we call the million dollar food lab at the University of Manitoba. Back in that first year, uh, we uh, Manon Roy, our founding Can You uh, nutrition coordinator, designed a eighteen week nutrition program, and that that uh, that aspect of Can You has really left a, a strong legacy. And uh, we're very, very proud of, of uh, what that does, not only in helping kids understand uh, food and its uh, you know, em- implications on health, but also um, learning the skills associated with uh, having confidence in the kitchen and being able to cook themselves. Two of our senior program managers, uh, Josephine and Angelica, both have degrees in nutrition. And so, you know, they're, I mean, they're really gifted, talented uh, young people. And, but they bring this knowledge, this commitment to health and nutrition to every day uh, on their job. And they're very committed to the idea that uh, this is a big, important part of the puzzle for, uh, for Winnipeg. So, Roger, we have a number of guests joining us today that have in some way played a role in shaping Can You as a whole, but more in particular, shaping how the Can You Hamper project was formed and how it's implemented. Would you mind sharing who those guests are? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have uh, Jordan DePap, who uh, played for the University of Manitoba Bison hockey team. And he was the captain of the team, played uh, there for four years. I got to know him very, very well. He was a mentor with CanU. And, and um, he was the guy that came up with the idea for a hamper program uh, to uh, support can you families and um, he started we started with the men's hockey team 
that year, and uh, we had six six uh, hampers built by the team. They were very very generous, and then uh, it expanded to across what's called the Bison Sports uh, Program, which is all of the athletic teams at the University of Manitoba and. They rally the sports teams. There's uh, individuals on each sport team that uh, talk to their teammates and they plan together how many hampers that sports team thinks they're capable of, of filling. And then we, they work with our incredible Can You staff team to work on the logistics of how do we distribute these. But there's some generous sponsors as well, uh, you know, Federated Co-op and the Rotary Club of Winnipeg and Giant Tiger. These are some of the uh, community businesses and and individuals that uh, provide some of the financial resources to to make the hamper program possible. You know, it talking about hampers. It brings me back to my childhood, where I mean, not many people might know this, but we were recipients of hampers for many years. And I was chatting with my sister over the weekend about our experience with these hampers, and it almost felt like. Christmas didn't start until the hamper showed up, right? We didn't really understand where this hamper was coming from. All we knew was Christmas showed up on the door from somewhere in our community. There was a toy and food that we didn't otherwise have in our cupboards. But really instilled in me the sense that the community was a positive place and the community wanted to invest in those kids, invest in me. And, uh, and, and that's what I'm reminded of every time we talk about these hampers or we give back in this form. Oh, that's, uh, you know, Daniel, thanks for sharing your story. And I, it, you know, it's so great to see that you and your sister have these positive memories of receiving those hampers and, and that you've developed this um, conscience of community support and the importance of it. I know Can You is just doing a very, very small thing uh, with our hamper program, but it's it's awesome to uh, receive the feedback from families, to actually have requests from families for hampers year after year and and to grow the program. Our our desire is to continue to think of ways where we can support more families in this way. So again, I, I really believe in this approach, Daniel, where it takes uh it takes partnerships. It takes a number of different entities and institutions within the community to work together to accomplish uh, as much good as, as we possibly can. And, and the Can You Hamper program in partnership with Bison Sports is a great example of that. Nobody could do this on their own. This is uh, uh, everybody uh, pitching in in a small way to make something amazing happen for a lot of families. Absolutely. Yeah, and you talked a little bit about, you know, Canyu's playing its role in connecting each of these partners, but really the heavy lifters are Bison Sports. The heavy lifters are those schools and those school partners that are, you know, really coordinating those internal efforts. Um, and, and speaking of which, we're going to be joined today by the principal of Mulvey School, uh, Mr. Correa, as well as a support teacher, um, Nicole North, as well, right? Um, can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, so uh, Mulvey School, first of all, is an amazing school um, in in central Winnipeg, and they've been a part of the Canyu community going on nine years now, and Peter's been the principal there since day one. Uh, he's an incredibly resourceful, innovative um uh, helpful, uh, hardworking principal, as so many principals are, 
but he he makes a profound difference in not only his neighborhood but citywide and he's a very respected leader and it's a, a privilege for can you to partner with a school like that and nicole has been a, a teacher at that school for a number of years and she's been the can you what we would call a can you lead teacher the one who organizes the kids from that school to participate in can you and that's a big job and we don't often talk about this, how important those Can You Lead teachers are. They're the ones that know the kids the best. They're the ones that um, can nominate a child for application to Can You and help uh, every Can You day. These teachers stay late and they, they, uh, they organize the kids and get them ready to hop on the bus and uh, make sure that everybody's organized. And then they organize internally within the school the safe drop-off back at the school at the end of the Can You programming time. It's a remarkable partnership, and Nicole is a great example. She's been doing this for a number of years, and uh, she's an incredible example of a very committed teacher who is uh, doing some great things for the kids in her school. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to, to have a chat with her and Peter as well as Jordan. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic conversation. Um, so after the break, we'll be chatting with Jordan, Peter, and Nicole. Stay tuned. I remember going to drop off one of the hampers in 2019, and it was amazing seeing how much the families were looking forward to it. They were excited to see what they're going to get. It's like a little bit of a happiness that they get from it, right? And we as Bison's athletes are in a position to be able to do that. We're able to contribute to our community and do something more than just play sports. I think any time that us athletes get a chance to give back to the community, they're all for it. It's just a good experience for us to interact with other teams and just have that opportunity to give back. It's nice to meet some new families, go into their homes and just experience what Christmas is like for them and just how we can benefit it and, and just add a little bit more value for those kids and also the parents. Welcome back to Can You Imagine? We have Jordan DePap joining us. Uh, welcome, Jordan. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, you betcha. I think uh, I had to check today because it's been a while, but my rookie season with the Bison was 2013 when we first connected there, Raj. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. 2013. So was that around the time that you first got involved with Can You or how did you first hear of Can You? Yeah, so 2013 was basically the first time I heard about uh, Can You right away. Uh, Roger was, you know, he was a leadership coach. Uh, he led chapel on our team and I was a big part of those. And Roger kind of took me under his wing uh, right away as a rookie. And, you know, Roger was a mentor to me for four years. And uh, he knew my experience in junior hockey from age 16 to 20. I was heavily involved in the community and I wanted to continue that as my university uh career continued so right away of course roger said well i've got the perfect thing for you and uh, that's my and you so my understanding is that you were a mentor in all of the different programs that can you had to offer what were some of the programs that you remember being a mentor in yeah absolutely so the way it kind of worked um during the university year was i believe it was every wednesday night um, for approximately four hours uh, we'd hang out with the kids and every night looked different. So one night would be nutrition, you'd be cooking. Um, then you'd have other 
you'd have other programs, um, you know, where you're playing games with the kids. It, it was honestly such a variety. No night was the same. And I think I was learning as much as the kids were, to be honest. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I definitely miss those days. So going back to that time, we were talking a little bit earlier about kind of the inception or the kickstarting of this Can You Hamper project and that you were involved with that. What Can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with the idea and why it was important to see it kind of go off the ground? So I remember it was, it was shortly before the holidays in 2015 where, well, it happened to be actually one of the nutrition program nights where we were in charge of cooking that night. And uh, of course we had great students who were teaching us and the students, um, the kids, how to cook. So that one night, I think in my kitchen, I would have had four or five students that I was technically in charge of, but I think they were more so in charge of me. (laughs) Um, But that night we were making spaghetti and meat sauce. And there was a little girl who was so excited because it was the first time that she was actually in the kitchen cooking herself. And, you know, as we continued uh, cooking and doing dishes and as things progressed um, during that class, she actually told me that, well, she, she had come from a really large family. I think it was six or seven siblings and they weren't from Canada. And in a joking way, she was kind of telling me how her parents aren't very good cooks, so they don't cook often. (laughs) And, you know, and then at the end, she kind of continued talking and she was basically saying that most of their meals, you know, either come frozen or from other means. And if she's lucky, like even every night, there wouldn't be dinner. And, you know, that's where it really touched home, where you realize not everyone is as fortunate, for example, as I was growing up. Where, being, where having food on the table wasn't an issue. And, you know, that really opened up my eyes. And as at the end of the night, I didn't eat that night. And she's like, oh, do you mind if I bring your spaghetti home? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And she was so happy. She was all smiles that night that she just cooked her first meal. So I saw her the following Wednesday and she came running up to me at the beginning of uh, Can You? And she's like, guess what? She's like, I fed my family. She's like, everyone loved it. Everyone loved my meat sauce. And she was just so, so happy about it. And she said she's going to start cooking for her family. And I just thought that was so, so awesome. That Can You Nutrition actually kickstarted that for her. And uh, yeah, inspired her, inspired me. So, Well, what what a powerful story. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. And so... You, you had this dinner and, and you had this amazing conversation with this girl a couple of weeks in a row. And then did that uh, prompt you to think what, what, uh, how could we take that hamper concept? And Yes, exactly. So in my head, I was just thinking about what she had said to me, where most of the food in her house, you know, it, you know, it's either frozen or, you know, it's, it's not coming from scratch, essentially. And I thought, well, you know, how great would it be if she could open up her kitchen cabinet, see a huge variety of, uh, you know, of food and ingredients that she could cook. And not only that, but she could teach her parents or teach her siblings how to do so as well. And that's why I'm like, you know what, it'd be a great idea um, to, you know, to provide them with these hampers and give them that opportunity. And I think anything in life, really, you need that opportunity. 
especially for me, I'm actually a type one diabetic since I was 13 years old. So, you know, roughly close to the same age as some of these kids. And so growing up, if I didn't have the right nutrients going into my body, I wouldn't be able to function properly or, you know, you know, to where I could be. So, and that, and that goes for anybody. Like when you wake up, you need that proper nutrition. And that's why, um, you know, it's important getting that proper list out and um, out to these families where they can be provided with those uh, nutritious foods. You know, this uh, amazing, uh, the hamper program got started. Then, you know, what happened the next year? Uh, You know, you were back uh, with the team, you were the captain, and uh, you took that initial idea and you you expanded on it. Tell us a little bit about your thinking uh, that year. So, yeah, in 2016, um, we reached out to all of the Bison sports programs. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, Roger, but I believe every men's and women's sports team and bison sports um had at least one hamper if i'm if i'm correct um so we 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 actually got everybody involved that following year um again i i know it was 30 plus families i don't know the exact number but even the hampers they they got a lot a lot better um i know roger and his candy staff they reached out and they actually got a lot of amazing items um donated including sneakers uh, books, clothes, even the turkeys that year were all were all donated. Um, yeah, it was just an amazing, amazing step forward just to see how many more families we actually we actually helped. And it started, you know, it, it really did start this. And then the next year, um, UMAC, which is the University of Manitoba Athletes Council that represents all the teams, they got involved. They were uh, instrumental in in uh, helping us locate uh, and pay for some turkeys that weren't donated or, you know, it was a combination of that. And Adam Henry was a big part of taking over the leadership of the Happer program after Jordan graduated. And we, uh, you know, we're now talking about having uh, potentially in the future alumni groups from each sport team get involved too. So the active athletes would put together hampers and then maybe there's alumni groups uh, that begin to assemble ham- hampers as well, so we can support more families. Absolutely, it's exciting. Well, Jordan, you know, thanks so much for joining us. I know you have to go to work tonight, and appreciate you uh, taking some time to visit with us and um, and to share some of those stories. And again, thanks uh, thanks for being the person that you are. That uh, you know. Um, you know, again, I, I like this is true of Daniel and myself too. Coming from our backgrounds, you had the challenge of diabetes, and that didn't stop you. In fact, that made you a more compassionate person. And um, and and likewise for us, the things that we look back in our past and kind of wish didn't happen in our childhood or in our youth uh, are actually um, tools to help us to think differently about how we might be a positive influence in our community. So. You, you know, you're a, a tremendous young guy. I miss you. You know, it was great to spend those four years with you and and uh, we'll have to catch up one day soon. Yeah, absolutely there, Roger. I don't think I'd be where I am today, honestly, uh, without meeting you. So I appreciate that. And Ken, you will always have a, a special, special spot in my heart. So thank you. Wow. Thanks. Thank you, Jordan. So... I, we wanted to take uh, a different step with our next guest and talk a little bit about um, the school's perspective um, regarding Can You in general, but also concerning uh, 
the the Happer Project, as well as food security and the importance of you know a nutritious meal, breakfast, dinner, whatever. And uh, I, I couldn't think of anyone better to join us and share their experience than Peter and Nicole. Thank you, Peter and Nicole, for joining us. Hi there. Thank you so much for having us and uh, giving us this opportunity. Really appreciate it. Peter, I'm so glad you dressed up for uh, this podcast tonight. You look, uh, you know, you look dapper as always. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you. Just have magic charisma. <laughs> <laughs> So as you're saying before, as Roger was saying in the introduction, uh, Peter, you've been involved with Can You uh, for over eight years now. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, eight years going on nine. So it's been uh, it's been a really excellent journey and uh, opportunity from all these schools. So uh, very appreciative. And thank you, Roger, for those uh, those extremely kind words about uh, me uh, at the top of the show here and the introduction, as well as to Nicole. I know that she works very hard and. Um, we call over here the Great North. We call over here. So, uh, the Great North. Yeah. I love it. Mulvey is one of my favorite schools, and uh, I just love how you guys uh, think about education, how you treat the kids, how you partner uh, with other agencies. I mean, Nicole and Peter, you guys are just make it so wonderful for those Mulvey kids to. And I know we're 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 supporting a small group of kids from Mulvey school and you guys are with them every single day. And what we're doing on a weekly basis for half the, you know, half the school year is, is just a little drop in the bucket, but we're so glad that we've had this long-term partnership with your school. Yes. Thank you for that. I, I think, um, I think just what, what can you kind of embodies the spirit of what it is of just, I think it just has, I mean, you've talked about one of the, uh, the branches is is nutrition, right? That's one of them. I think also from what I've seen, and, and thank you for Jordan, just on behalf of all the students in Winnipeg School Division. But I think in saying that, just I think can you the nutrition part, the um, the mentorship. I think that the mentorship that can you brings to the table, just providing them with an opportunity and the choices that is so important to students. Um, I, I have a little story that I remember one time, one of the family nights, right? So we, we'd go to the family nights and I participated in a few. And it's just amazing, right? It's so set up so well, right? And you have all these university mentors and parents walking around and kids all excited, right? Showing them, dragging their parents around. Hey, come see this, come see that. I did this, right? So, and I remember uh, walking out and I had driven this, this particular family to the evening that night. They, they missed the bus and that's okay. We got them there. And then just, I remember the little child turning to the parent, looking at the engineering building, go, you know, one day I'm going to be in that building. I'm going to graduate out of there. I'm going to be an engine, engine, engine. And he finished, like he just sounded it out, eh? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that just, that is just giving that world, opening that world up, right? To know that they, you know, and bring them to the campus. Like, um, I'm also a bison, a proud bison of that campus very much. So um, it was, it was nice to see that moment between, a little child was really like what they're in grade five, right? So they're 11 to already know in 10 years, like he's going to be an engineer, an engineer. So it was a nice, wonderful moment there that, that I was able to experience on campus there. So. Well, that's a great story and thanks so much. And you're right. I, the, the, the idea of belonging and envisioning yourself in a place is so important. I often say, you know, the number, the number one barrier to a, a post-secondary education is not financial, it's familiarity. And, and so when we, when we introduce kids at an early age to what 
is out there, you know, what could possibly be a part of their future. It, it is, it's, it's kind of magical to see what happens. And those kids, once they get that trigger and that sense of hope, that's a wonderful thing, Daniel. It really is. Absolutely. And, and thank you for that story, Peter. Um, I hear that story over and over again, not that particular one, but hundreds of different iterations of it. And and that's what Can You does. That's why people are drawn to what Can You does because um, either it's you know kids coming into the law building and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna become a lawyer one day or people coming into the Faculty of Health Sciences, yep, I'm gonna be a pharmacist, I'm gonna be a doctor. You know, you hear that story over and over again and it's just that familiarity, right? Um, so bringing it back just a couple steps, um, Peter and Nicole, I'm wondering about what inspired you to get involved with CanU in the first place? Why did you want to get involved with CanU? Um, I think uh, I had heard about this program from another school, right? And like, and uh, kudos to Winnipeg School Division that lets us get involved in these kind of initiatives and really seeks these community partnerships. So very progressive superintendents and directors that we have to appreciate, right? And so I've heard, I heard about this program and I said, hmm. And then I heard the name Roger Barrington, right? And I thought, you know, let me, let me try an email. Let me get in contact with this guy, right? And um, he, he did come to the school that first year. I remember meeting him in the front lobby here and then, and then taking Roger up to class and just kind of, we just discussed a little bit. I think he was getting the lay of the land of Malby. And then when he got into room 16, I just, I still remember it. I mean, it was nine years ago, but it was very vivid in my head where he just, like he started talking about the program, just his charisma, just the way he talked about things and was excited about just this program. It's like, I'm thinking in my head, yeah, we, we need this program. Um, just because of the partnership and just, again, an opportunity for our students. We always seek to get the best for our students, right? Whatever we do. I was so inspired to think, to see what you guys were doing that I knew I had to bring my A game in uh, talking to those grade five and six kids. But, you know, kudos to you again for, for the, those excellent initiatives and just thinking outside the box and understanding that learning happens in so many different ways. And then Nicole, of course, uh, you come on the scene and uh, you take uh, take leadership and begin to organize and 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 help nominate and select and tell us a little bit about the role of a uh, of a lead teacher in a school and uh, when it comes to Canu. But you know, Daniel also asked the question of how did you get how did you hear about Canu? How did that become a part of your uh, responsibilities at at Mulvey School? Well, I was lucky enough to, to be in a grade five and six classroom when I started at Malby School. So prior to being the, the lead teacher, I was just a regular classroom teacher. I had students that participated in Can You? Uh, so I got all the, the fun stories the next day about what the kids did because I wanted to know what went on at Can You? I, you know, they got on a bus and the way they went. So it was great to hear about all these stories the next day. And it was amazing to see it even in their writing or um, in whatever their memories were of the, the day before. And so because I got kind of the firsthand stories coming from the kids, it, it meant a lot being the lead teacher, especially when it came to uh, making selections of, of students who would really appreciate the extracurricular activities. And yeah, just investing in the kids' 
evenings uh, to expand on those opportunities that they are able to experience. So. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for for taking the time and effort. And I know it's uh, it's quite a challenging role, you know, and and contacting all the families and being that liaison uh, with the kids, but not only the kids, but also with their families. And it makes Can You possible, you know, when when you have eight hundred kids involved in Can You in a year, there's no way that we could possibly have the internal leadership to stay in touch with all those families. So the the can you lead teacher uh, is such a vital piece of the of the puzzle to make a can you a successful experience for children. That's the the critical component, right? Is those lead teachers um, stepping up and being advocates um, for for their classrooms yep. for those students that would really really benefit from that can you experience and. Uh, so thank you, Nicole, for what you do. And uh, thank you to all of our, our teacher leaders um, out there. It, it wouldn't be possible uh, without your support. The topic of tonight this is kind of our holiday edition, but we have this nutrition theme happening. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, food security and nutrition and how important it is to the learning experience? So I think uh, the, the food security and just the nutrition uh, that students require I think we heard it earlier and we heard it all throughout. And I know we know here at the school that nutrition to fuel the body is so crucial. Like it really just sets up success, uh, the success for a day, um, kind of fueling the body. And then just that, that attention that we so need at schools each and every minute. Right. And then also it, uh, we found that, um, um, it'll increase attention and the behavior decreases. Like they're just more focused. So, uh, the nutrition aspect of a student, and them being well-fed and ready for learning is so crucial and something that we know and we really appreciate. We have lots of partners. Uh, can you, this, the Hamper Project is one of them. Um, and then just even throughout this whole school year, we, we partner with different agencies, different organizations that really help support nutrition in students. And the other thing that I think that can you really embodies as well is that, and it's something that here at Mobile we work hard on as well, is that nutrition education. I think it's important that, that the students not only know what they're eating, how, what, how to fuel their bodies and, and to make a meal, like, uh, they can get home and just like we heard the story earlier, like, yeah, for sure. It's important to know how to cook something to sustain your body, right? That's, that's part of a little bit of the Manitoba curriculum as well. So kind of on, on the healthy, right? But it's important that students also know um, what, what and, and to read a label, right? What, what should I be eating? What should I be putting into my body, right? So, so yes, yeah, for sure. Nutrition is so important. Just to add on to that, I was going to say that um, it's, it's, very nice for the kids to be leaders in their families as well for, for um, being able to make a meal that they can share. I know even with this year, with it being a, a COVID year, um, the kids uh, are doing their can you participation through Zoom. And so I get to deliver their bags that come to the school oh. to each one of the kids with all the ingredients for whatever they're making or whatever. Um, and their faces just light up because it's like a Christmas morning type thing to look in the bag and go, what are we making today? You know, yeah. and it's actually kind of neat that they get to share that that food firsthand with their families because they're making it in the kitchen where, you know, know. mom is in the living room with their baby sister or whatever. And, and so, you know, it, it kind of brings a really neat aspect to it. Even during the COVID time, we have 
so many volunteers and some of them uh, in the nutrition program are nutrition practicum students or, or nutrition students and they're they're designing that learning experience and they're uh, figuring out the the recipe list and they're having to divide the the spices and the and the supplies up into one family kind of packages last year I think we did several thousand deliveries uh, across Winnipeg. And I think it's it's an amazing idea to invest in our children early and to put responsibility on their shoulders. And, you know, I actually, Peter, list some of those nutrition partners that you have because our city has these amazing um, groups that support nutrition in schools. And it's such a tremendous and important uh, initiative across the board. Yeah, for sure. I, I, Ken, like, just to, to shout out to him too, for sure, West Broadway. And it's just that they always have a nutrition component. Another one that really impresses me in our, is Art City. So almost with every programming in the West Broadway area, there's always tends to be a nutrition component, which is which is great, right? So, um, yeah, so uh, just some specific organizations that, I mean, I've mentioned before, the Winnipeg School Division is very supportive with their nutrition budgets and having the nursery and kindergarten snacks, right? Which is, uh, that's the crucial, right? Um, uh, things like Harvest, Harvest Manitoba has really comes to the plate for a lot for us, right? Um, and then we look at some grants like uh, Breakfast Clubs of Canada is uh, is very is very active in the community. Uh, President's Children's Charity Choice is also, uh, I guess PCCC is also <laughs> very, very um, active as well. We have the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. Yeah. Again, so these are all organizations that really support. And I think when, um, I mean, we all hear it when we go to, to some stores, we say, would you like to donate today, right? So, and then and we all say yes, so if we do, right? So that just, those organizations having the foresight that to, to well, what you said earlier, to kind of feed a community, it's all of us, right? It's uh, so like a dollar here, a dollar there, and $2 there really adds up to really making a difference to supporting lots of schools. I know that, a lot of my colleagues as well from not only the division, but around Metro and, and outside the division really look to support for grants, especially now. We know that the inflation rate's higher. We know that it's harder to put uh, food on the table. Um, so it's incumbent upon us as community people um, that we want what's best for all of us. So we look at kind of supporting different grants and different organizations that do that, right? So I know that people think, ah, oh, it's just a little bit, but a little bit means a lot of it eventually, right? So. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well said. Everybody benefits from that, and we should all be involved in supporting those initiatives and those organizations. So thanks for uh, helping us to understand some of the influences in your school and in your community. Absolutely. It's um, especially looking back at the past couple of years over the pandemic, I mean, Food security has always been a, a concern in Manitoba, all the way down to, to my childhood and way beyond that. Um, but uh, the pandemic has had some um, added additional obstacles and barriers to to food security, whether that be food chain disruptions, whether that be, um, you know, greater job instability, whatever that is. Um, there's a greater need than ever. Food security is primarily driven and supported by the charitable sector. So it really requires on those, those donation dollars or donation time, yes. whatever you're able to give to really make a difference as far as, uh, you know, ensuring that there's greater food security in Winnipeg. 
And, and Daniel, I really like that point too. That's a very crucial, like, even though you don't have the dollar, um, as sweat equity, like just the volunteer time and energy, that also means a lot. Like I didn't know Roger that, uh, that uh, those, those hampers are delivered to families by families. That's amazing. That's amazing work that those people are doing. Um, and that means a lot. It means a lot to a family. It's just, that's grassroots, right? And that's, that's awesome. Amazing. But that takes, again, that takes, uh, leadership and it takes, uh, hard work, you know, and organization to make sure that that stuff happens. And, um, you know, it, it, it uh, boy, I, I just am so inspired by what, what we can accomplish together. If, if we are able to think a little bit outside of our normal uh, ways of operating and doing things. And uh, again, Peter and Nicole, it's been so amazing to have you as our guests tonight. I mean, I knew this was going to be awesome, but I, 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 you know, it, it's been way better. You know, it's just been so good to catch up with you, Peter. I haven't seen you in a while. And Nicole, good to see you. And it's thank you again for being the leaders in one of uh, one of those flagship CanU schools that's been around for, you know, since almost day one. And um, all those amazing kids from your neighborhood. It's a pleasure to have them in CanU. We really appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thank you for listening to episode two of Can You Imagine? Can You Imagine is made possible through the generous support of the Ted Rogers Community Grant. Stay tuned for January's episode where Roger and I will explore the history of Can You Reach, an incredible partnership between Can You Canada, the Brady Faculty of Health Sciences, and Manitoba's future healthcare professionals.